0: and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cashigro, and joining me again today is Kirsten Seiler and Inya Holland. Both of them work for the Heart Rhythm Clinic here in Jackson, Tennessee. So today we're going to be talking about the Heart Rhythm Clinic, and kind of what it is, and also talking about atrial fibrillation, or AFib is what it's also known as. So Kirsten, if you could just tell me a little bit about the Heart Rhythm Clinic and where you guys are located and what it's about.
1: So the Heart Rhythm Clinic is a clinic that specializes in heart rhythms or electrical problems of the heart, Uh, most common AFib, we have other heart rhythm issues, we deal with cardiac devices, pacemakers, Mm -hmm. defibrillators, we usually work with primary cardiologists, Mm -hmm. Uh, they kind of manage blood pressure, cholesterol, heart failure, other issues, and we work with them to help with AFib, gotcha. Any other heart rhythm issue?
0: Okay. So, how does somebody become a patient at the Heart Rhythm Clinic?
1: So, typically, it you're referred by your primary cardiologist. Okay. Um, after evaluation, they determine there's a need for something more aggressive for treatment of heart rhythm issues, mm-hmm. or it's something that they cannot manage. Sometimes primary care providers will refer patients really? to okay. us.
0: Really? Okay. Where is it located in Jackson?
1: So the, the address is 27A Medical Center Drive. So we are kind of in the hospital parking lot in a right. sense. Okay. You know, it's very, we don't have to cross any streets to get to the hospital.
0: Well, cool. So like I said, we're going to be talking about AFib, what that means, what it is. So what is atrial fibrillation?
1: So atrial fibrillation, or AFib, is a heart rhythm issue, and it affects the whole heart, but it starts in the top chambers of the heart, called the atria. So the top two chambers of the heart are the atria, and the bottom two chambers of the heart are the ventricles. The top two chambers kind of beat in an irregular, unorganized fashion, or fibrillating, uh, where it's kind of quivering, and then that affects the bottom part because it beats irregular as well.
0: Okay. So what are some (laughs) symptoms of AFib?
1: Symptoms of AFib sometimes will be palpitations. People feel a fluttering sensation in their chest. Some people can actually feel it, some people cannot. Um, Other symptoms are weakness, shortness of breath, fatigue, dizziness, lightheadedness, and sometimes just chest discomfort. A lot of people have different or varying symptoms of Mm -hmm. AFib. Some people can't even tell they have AFib. And so some people will even dismiss fatigue They'll just say, oh, I'm just tired, but really they have something going on in their chest. They just oh, wow. weren't aware of it.
0: So I guess my question there would be, like, how would you find out that you have an issue going on? I so, guess just as simple as going to the doctor and saying my heart's feeling weird or something right. like that. Some
1: people do that. They'll say, hey, I have, I'm have, i having this weird chest sensation. They'll go to see their primary care doctor, or if they already have a cardiologist, usually they're going to get an EKG when they go. Okay. So an EKG is the quickest, fastest way to find out if you have AFib. Unfortunately, some people are in and out of AFib all the time, and an EKG might be normal in the clinic, so they will put a heart monitor on them. Oh, so there's all kinds of different heart monitors they could put on for different lengths of time. If people's episodes are you know, once a month, they might put a monitor on them for a whole month. Mm-hmm. But if it's happening every day, they might put a shorter monitor on, just gotcha. long enough to kind of catch what the problem is.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so how would I know for sure if I have
1: AFib? Those tests, those tests would, de- you know, determine how bad it is. And when we say how bad, we want to know the rate. If you're in AFib, we want to know how well it's controlled. Mm-hmm. So some people have AFib with normal heart rate, so they weren't really alerted to it. But other people, when they're in AFib, their heart rate jumps over 100, so they will feel that racing sensation. On the rare occasion, you have patients that wear Fitbits or smart oh, Sometimes I... they see their heart rate fast. And yeah, then... yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then they're like, why is my heart rate 100 and don't feel a thing? but yeah. they see it on their watch. You know, if you have the symptoms and you go see your doctor, they can put do the EKG, heart mm-hmm. monitors. We've often had a lot of patients who have Apple watches, smart watches, Fitbits, different things. And some of those actually have an EKG monitor, oh, wow. but others that are just heart rhythm, they will notice a trend in their heart rates, sometimes spiking. Mm-hmm. And they'll come in and say, you know, why does my heart rate jump over 100? You know, it was doing this, They might not feel anything in their chest, but they kind of notice a trend on their smartwatch. So smartwatches have gotten patients to start that process of asking questions about their heart.
0: Now, does that usually happen, like, when people are not being super active, like working out or running, they'll just notice it when they're maybe sitting down watching TV or something?
1: Sometimes they might not even notice the feeling in their chest, but if they're looking back on their phone at the Mm -hmm. trends of their heart rates, they'll notice, oh, it was spiked, and they might have just been watching TV. Mm -hmm. Some people might be working out at the time, and so they might not even know that it could be AFib at that time. Wow. But just the different trends.
0: So, what are some ways to prevent AFib?
1: With AFib, there are certain risk factors or possible causes. Sometimes possible causes are acute, meaning they happen quickly. Sometimes they happen after surgery, any kind of stress to your body. So, possible. Causes of AFib can be pulmonary, some people with sleep apnea develop Mm -hmm. AFib later, pulmonary embolism or a blood clot in the lung, COPD, pneumonia. Other causes of AFib could be high blood pressure, obesity, alcohol use, caffeine, stimulants, medications, Mm over-the-counter medications, stress. Sometimes people are very stressed and they will develop a heart rhythm issue or they have other stress going on in their body It just kind of compiles and causes AFib. Wow. Often AFib is preventable or the symptoms are preventable. And so that comes from modifiable risk factors. So modifiable risk factors are anything you can change. So if you're overweight, you can exercise, eat better. Uh, We actually have good programs here at West Tennessee Healthcare aimed to help our patients Mm -hmm. with their modifiable risk factors. Age is a common factor for AFib, but you can't really modify that. Right. And so we work, we work on and stress the modifiable risk factors like weight loss Um, and certain medications. So a lot of times we have patients with new onset AFib after receiving a steroid injection or any kind of medicine that speeds up the heart rate decongestants. That's our least favorite over the counter medicine Mm -hmm. from the pharmacy because it does speed up the heart rate. And so often. Mm. It will speed up the heart rate, someone over into AFib.
0: I know once you become a, like a heart patient, you're always going to be a heart patient. I've heard that from several different people. But I guess if you experience AFib once, are you always going to have AFib? Or is it something that can come and go? or
1: The wiring for AFib will always be there. Mm-hmm. And so how we can suppress it, sometimes by the modifiable risk factors, you can kind of keep it asleep. And then we have other treatments for the AFib. That includes medications. So that's kind of our first step is modifiable risk factors. Mm -hmm. And then we would start with some medications. We can start medications that are just aimed at slowing the heart rate down, where we would have rate control AFib, you know, whenever you are in AFib. Um, There are other medications called antiarrhythmics. We want you to stay in rhythm, so we will give you medicines for your rhythm. Uh, But sometimes those come with side effects. So some people can't tolerate those or Mm -hmm. they interact with other medications they're on and so some people opt for procedures and so there are procedures the if you're in AFib and we want to get you back out of it quickly we have a cardioversion which Mm -hmm. is where they would shock the heart okay it's an outpatient procedure you come in and they would take you to the lab the ep lab and they shock your heart and to get it back into rhythm and then if you have a significant improvement in your symptoms then sometimes we'll be a little more aggressive and you know sometimes patients opt for a more invasive procedure Mm -hmm. so we have uh, catheter ablations those are performed where they put tubes into the leg there's an artery and a vein in the leg and so Mm -hmm. we would go up to the heart and they do a complete mapping or where they kind of draw a picture a model of the heart if Mm -hmm. you will where it shows where all the electrical impulses are coming from. Oh wow. And so once they figure out where the bad ones are coming from, they can freeze or burn those areas to try to prevent them from escaping and affecting the heart.
0: Wow, that's really cool.
1: And then more invasive, there is a surgical ablation that we have cardiac surgeons here that can perform that for AFib as well. So there are a lot of options all along the way, but the least invasive is that risk factor modification. Gotcha.
0: So if I think I might have AFib, what should I do next?
1: If you think you might have AFib, you know, the most important thing is to talk to someone, a provider, say, hey, I think I have this. They can do the EKG. They can put a heart monitor on you. But the biggest, quickest thing we need to do is determine your stroke risk. Mm -hmm. Whenever you have AFib, your heart is fibrillating or not pumping effectively, and sometimes a blood clot can form there. So we kind of look at a scale Mm -hmm. to rate our patients as far as stroke risk. And a lot of times age will get you higher points for that. Even being a female will get you a higher score. Mm -hmm. And so the, the most important thing to do initially is to get you on a blood thinner if you need to be on a blood thinner. If you're able to take a blood thinner. Some patients are not able to because of prior bleeding issues. But the biggest thing is letting someone know quickly.
0: Right. So I've learned a lot today about AFib and the Heart Rhythm Clinic. If somebody wanted to give you guys a call, if they think they might be having issues and they wanted to get checked out, uh, what's a phone number they could call?
1: So we are always accepting new patients and you can call our office at 731-541-3310 and then choose the option for the Heart Rhythm Clinic.
0: And listeners, this phone number will be in the description of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming in today. This has been great, and this has been another episode of We Talk Health.